Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm very happy that you are here. And today's topic is something that I feel like a lot of people misunderstand, but are curious about. So today's topic is thyroid issues or having concerns about a slow thyroid. So I'm going to tell you why your thyroid is important, tell you my story, tell you what the common symptoms are for having a hypothyroid. We'll talk about that. And I'll give you a list of what blood labs to ask for when you go to the doctor if you think you might have a problem. So first of all, I want to say that I talk to many women at the gym, um, online, in my Facebook group, and on consultation calls. And I would say that maybe 85 to 90% of them all think they have a thyroid problem. Or, or maybe I should say they all kind of hope they do. And I say they hope they do because for some reason, many people think that if they have a bad thyroid, right, a slow thyroid, that they can just take a medication and it will be better and they will automatically lose weight. Okay, be honest right now. Have you thought that in your life before? Have you ever thought, man, if only I had a slow thyroid, I could just take medicine and it would help and then I would be better. So many people think that, but not so fast. It's just not necessarily true. Okay, I remember being younger when I was much heavier and I secretly wished that the doctor would say, oh yeah, you have a slow thyroid. Let's give you some thyroid medication and you'll drop that weight, right? But that never happened. It never did. So before I tell you my story, which I've talked about before, so you get to hear it again, I'm going to tell you like what the thyroid is and what it does and why it's important. So the thyroid gland is a butterfly shaped organ. Okay. And it's located at the base of your neck. Okay. So right above your collarbone. It releases hormones that control your metabolism, okay? The way your body uses energy. That's what metabolism is, right? How your body uses energy. So your thyroid really helps with that. The thyroid's hormones regulate also very important body functions, including breathing, okay? It helps you with your breathing. It helps you with your heart rate, your central and peripheral nervous systems, your body weight, of course, muscle strength, menstrual cycles, it helps regulate body temperature and cholesterol levels and even more, okay? So as you can see, it's important to have a functioning thyroid and thyroid hormones so that your body can function at its optimal level. Years ago, I was really suffering, but as a people pleaser and a positive thinker, I was ignoring a lot of my symptoms because I didn't want to be a whiner or a complainer. I was just sucking it up. But when I would go to my annual gynecology appointment, I would mention how tired I was and how I just felt so like stupid in my head. Like I literally had a hard time thinking straight. And at the time I owned the fitness studio, I could 
teach my classes with a smile on my face because honestly, I loved it and I was so happy and I wanted to be there so I could grin through it. But I also had been teaching classes so long that I could do it with my eyes closed. It was no big deal. However, when it came to doing things like creating a class schedule, like the actual like figuring out how to make a calendar, um, writing an email or a blog, even following up with potential new members was hard. And even things like working with my kids, reading the kids' newsletters from the teachers, I couldn't even like focus on what the words said or helping my kids with their homework, doing things like tracking financials and paying bills. Anything that took a little thinking was really hard for me. And I literally just thought I was not smart. I just thought maybe I, you know, was stupid. Anyway, whenever I would tell my doctor that I felt like this, she would say, huh, it really sounds like you're having a thyroid issue. So we would do labs. She would check my TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone, the most common thing checked. And it always came back in the acceptable range. And then I would be dismissed, right, as someone who was just working too hard and needed to slow down and be nicer to myself. I needed a vacation. And yes, that was that was partly true. I worked really hard physically, like teaching a ton of classes and really hard, you know, mentally as well, like keeping everything together and on track and being a mom. Like I really was working hard. And I think I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. So I agreed that I was just overdoing it and that you know, that was probably all that was wrong with me. I just needed to slow down a little bit. So I would go back to, you know, doing my normal thing, not slowing down and just sucking it up and moving forward. And that is kind of what I learned growing up. It's like, quit being a complainer, work hard, push forward. Nobody cares. Like, that's kind of what I thought, especially when every doctor that I saw would be like, oh, you're fine. You just need to slow down. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And I'm like, God, what is wrong with me? So then the next thing that started happening was I started to have chest pains and also a lot of acid reflux. So we never knew, like, were the chest pains just the acid reflux or was the chest pain something else? So here I was. I was exhausted. I felt completely brain dead most of the time. I was having bad acid reflux and I just felt like I couldn't get up in the morning. And I was starting to feel like all of my joints were just swollen and tired all the time. Now, all of that, right? All of that could be totally written off as, okay, you teach over 20 fitness classes a week. Of course, you're tired. Of course, your joints hurt. Of course, you don't want to get up in the morning, right? But it was deeper than that. Like I had been doing this a long time and it was like, and I was still really young. I was like, what is going on? So you get the point. I just was not feeling well at all. And I felt very confused and very alone. So that leads me to tell you what the most common symptoms are of hypo thyroid. And just so you know, hypo means that your thyroid is underactive, slow, or sluggish. And hyper means your thyroid is overactive. Okay. So I'll be talking only about hypo or underactive thyroid today, because that is really what I've spent my time learning all about. And it's what I've personally experienced. So it's also more common to have hypo versus hyper. Okay. I want to say, though, here that both are very uncomfortable and not right, okay? They both have their own symptoms and issues. And hyper could be actually considered more dangerous and needs to be attended to immediately, okay? So 
if you find out you have hyperthyroid, you really, really need to get serious help. And same with hypo, like neither are great. You don't want to be either way. But um, more people have hypo and have lived with it longer than people with hyper. Okay. So the symptoms of hypothyroid are the number one, fatigue. Okay. Just utter deep to the bone fatigue. Bradycardia, which is a slower heart rate. And by the way, I've had a slow heart rate my whole life and it just got slower and slower and slower. And you've probably heard my pacemaker story. And if not, then you can check out that episode. Okay. Um, another, Hey, I just want to say probably I got a pacemaker because I didn't address my thyroid soon enough. Okay. So it's that important. So fatigue, bradycardia or slow heart rate, weight gain. Okay. Even when you're watching what you eat and exercising, like just gaining weight for no real apparent reason. And I'm not talking about weight gain that, you know, what's going on. You know, like sometimes we were like, I have no idea why I'm gaining weight. And you're like, well, it could be the bottle of wine every night or the McDonald's trips. When it's not that, when you know that you're really eating well, super healthy, and you're exercising and you're gaining weight, then it's something to consider. Okay. Cold intolerance. That's like feeling cold all the time. Okay. Like really cold feet, really cold hands, like just feeling cold. That was also me. Like cold. I'm still cold a lot. Another thing is constipation or IBS, okay? So when you have hypothyroid, it's like your whole system is slower and sluggish. So this includes your digestion, okay? So constipation or irritable bowel syndrome. This was me for many, many years too. Um, Another symptom is joint pain, okay? Just feeling like achy joints. Um, Depression, Okay, both actual clinical depression and just feeling depressed. Okay, and you know, there is a difference between like clinical depression and just feeling down and kind of in the blues, right? But either way, that is potentially a symptom of hypothyroid. And then menstrual issues. Okay, for me, I didn't have a regular period until I was 40, like two or three. I can't remember what year I started taking thyroid medicine, but my entire life, I did not have a regular period until I had my thyroid regulated with medication. So that's interesting, right? That's not something that people think about. And then finally, I mean, there's definitely more, but here's another one I'm going to say hair loss. Okay. And I personally didn't think I was losing hair, but one thing I always noticed like for many years was that I would like wake up some days and have big chunks of my um, eyebrows missing. (laughs) So, you know, I just use an eyebrow filler, like an eyeliner thingy, eyebrow liner. Um, but I never actually put it together that that was actually hair loss, right? Um, and also my eyelashes would get really thin um, or brittle. So like my bottom eyelashes would like break all the time. And I just thought I was using bad makeup. But actually, since I've, you know, regulated the thyroid, that has stopped. So that is the kind of hair loss I personally experienced, but other people actually lose gobs of hair, like in, you know, their drain is constantly full of hair, like in the shower. Okay. And so here are some other things to know about hypothyroid. Remember I told you that I felt dumb and I couldn't like think clearly or focus. Well, oftentimes hypothyroid is actually misdiagnosed in older patients as dementia. 
right? That, that's crazy to me. So if you have, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you have an elderly parent that you're like, oh, like what's going on with them and they haven't had their thyroid checked, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, maybe it's a good idea. If you give them some more years of like feeling clear in their head and not being, you know, marked as dementia when maybe it's not. You know, that to me jumped out big time. And I know I felt like I had dementia and I was like in my late 30s. So just saying. Um, hypo absolutely causes memory impairment and fatigue and depression, which is what dementia can look like too. So it's sometimes referred to as thyroid brain. And I still get thyroid brain a lot. In fact, just today I was at a coffee shop. Um, I go sometimes to a coffee shop just to think clearly, like I get out of my house. <laughs> think clearly, try at least. So I was at a coffee shop, um, putting, actually writing out the notes I wanted to say for this episode. And I went to order some coffee and I just literally could not get the words out of my mouth for my order. I literally lost like the words in my brain. And I'm standing there like motioning with my hand. What I was trying to say is, can I get a splash of coconut milk in my coffee? That's, but I couldn't say the words. Like I, I couldn't find the words. And so I was like standing there, like making this like motion and they're looking at me and I felt a little embarrassed because the girls, you know, they're young behind the counter were looking at me like I was just some crazy old lady. So I wanted to say, oh, you just wait, you just wait till you have a hypothyroid, Missy. <laughs> just kidding. But I did kind of giggle to myself knowing that I was just having a thyroid brain moment. And, and to be honest with you, it, kind of makes me feel better mentally knowing that, you know, I'm not dumb. I'm just having an actual hormonal like disconnect in my brain. And it does make me feel better, you know, and maybe I'm using this as an excuse, but I'm going to, I'm going to use the thyroid brain whenever I need to. Okay. Anyway, also muscle cramps and weakness, feeling puffy all the time, dizziness and lightheadedness. These are all symptoms of a hypothyroid. Okay. So it's also important to point out that cholesterol can go up if there's a thyroid issue. I had um, no cholesterol problems at all, right? At all. And then suddenly, I mean, literally less than a year, suddenly my cholesterol had shot up to over 260 for no apparent reason. I had not done anything different with my nutrition or my exercise. And that was just another sign that my thyroid was not functioning appropriately. And I got to tell you, I mean, that, that was really hard for me because I felt like a hypocrite. I felt like fake because I'm like, here I am teaching women how to eat better and exercise better and do that, what I love to do. And all of a sudden I have high cholesterol and I'm having all these things go wrong. And I'm like, who, like, what is going on? Like, I felt so weird. So I'm so happy that I figured it out. But there are a lot of symptoms here, okay, that I'm talking about and that I hear women talking about. And, you know, it doesn't mean though, if you have some of these symptoms that you have a thyroid problem, okay? But hypothyroid is one of the most misdiagnosed um, diagnoses there are. Okay. So many people are walking around with a, you know, a thyroid that's not functioning correctly and they have no idea. Okay. Um, basically though, when we think about hypothyroid, you can think of it as I said this earlier, as somebody who's, um, slower. 
Okay. Just feel slow. Walk slow, kind of slumpy, slumpy, sluggish, you know, um, maybe puffy like in their face and in their neck. And I know that's, that's a pretty general statement. Okay. And I've been learning so much that about thyroid. I've really div, like dove into this over the last couple of years and especially in the last year that I've learned so much about it that I will be at the grocery store or something and I'll see somebody and I'll think to myself, oh gosh, I really hope that person's been checked for hypothyroid, like it's my business or something. So the way people walk, their demeanor, and sometimes you can, like I said earlier, just see puffiness in their neck and their face. And they can even kind of have that down in the dumps or depressed um, sense about them. Okay. Clearly that does not mean that every person that's like that has a thyroid problem, but it also doesn't mean they don't. Okay. So I want to say here that I am not allowed legally to diagnose anybody for a thyroid condition. So please don't listen to this and go to your doctor and say, well, Rianne Mullen said that I'm hypothyroid. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you have multiple or several of these symptoms that we've listed, um, then I think it is worth your time to talk to your doctor about it. Okay. And, and the reason I think so is you know, all the years that I was asking my doctor about it, they, you know, didn't figure it out for a while. But anyway, so just because you have brain fog, for example, okay, doesn't automatically mean that you have a hypothyroid. It could mean that you just need more sleep or to reduce stress, okay, or like, or reduce the number of items on your to-do list or your, you know, get rid of some things on your calendar. And just because you are cold a lot doesn't automatically mean that you have a hypothyroid either. Okay. It could mean that you're just cold a lot. You know, a lot of these are like, you need to turn the air. Like maybe your husband loves it super cold in your house. And maybe you just need to like talk to him about like upping a couple degrees, right? It could be that. So a lot of these symptoms can all be explained as something else. But if you have a lot of them and have been suffering for a while, why not just make an appointment and go talk to your doctor? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a good idea to check in with your doctor anyway. But you need to be aware that not all doctors are on board for checking all the thyroid labs. My doctor didn't check me for all of the thyroid hormones for years, okay? In, in her defense, though, um, this was a long time ago when it all started. And honestly, it's not her specialty. She's a gynecologist, you know? And even though they deal with hormones, she's not specifically a thyroid doctor, right? So, so in her defense, like, she did the best she could at the time. And I trusted her. And so, you know, that's the way it is. So I don't blame her. But now, by the way, she does check a full thyroid panel. I was there recently just for an annual and um, she wanted to check some of my labs. And so she said, well, let's go ahead and run your thyroid panel. Even though you go somewhere else for that, let's just do it. And I was so pleasantly surprised to see that she did the entire panel instead of just TSH. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, but anyway, and like I just mentioned, I actually go to a different doctor to specifically talk about uh, my thyroid and my Hashimoto's autoimmune because I feel like it's a special thing, right? And I want to go to somebody who really focuses on that. And then I still go, you know, to my gynecologist for my female issues um, I in my mammogram and I, and I go, you know, everybody has their specialty. And so I think it's a great idea to have a team of wellness professionals so that you are, you know, talking to the right people about the right things that are happening. So what do I mean by um, 
checking like the whole thyroid panel. <laughs> Ooh, you guys I almost had a thyroid brain moment there. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, what am I talking about? So I don't really want to get into a giant discussion and explain in major detail what each hormone is and what they do, but I'll tell you what thyroid hormones are, okay, what they are, why they matter, and I'll just give you the short version. And then if you really want to learn more, you can do that. And you can contact me if you want, um, you know, to dive more into this. But I just want to give you a quick version of this. And it is a little complicated. All right. So if you zone out for a minute, it's okay. I won't blame you, especially if you're out walking in the park. You're like, um, I don't want to hear about science right now. And maybe you do. Anyway, okay. So when you go to your doctor, most doctors are going to check your TSH. Okay. This is your thyroid stimulating hormone. The other hormones that matter are your T4, T3, and reverse T3. Okay. The thyroid is part of the endocrine system. Okay. Which is made up of glands that produce, store, and release your hormones into the bloodstream so that the hormones can reach your body's cells and give energy and, you know, do what they need to do. The thyroid gland uses iodine from the foods that you eat to make two main hormones, and that is T3 and T4. So T4 is um, thyroxine and T3, I can never say the word. I've just got to be honest with you. It's like triidothyronine. I think I said it right. I just said it really long, <laughs> but T3 and T4. Okay. It's important that T3 and T4 levels are neither too high or too low. Okay. Two glands in the brain. These are important. The hypothalamus and the pituitary communicate to maintain T3 and T4 balance. The hypothalamus produces um, TSH releasing hormone that tells the pituitary to tell the thyroid gland to produce more or less of T3 and T4 by either increasing or decreasing the release of TSH, the thyroid stimulating hormone. Okay, so are you already confused? I mean, it's it's not super confusing. Basically, you have the hypothalamus is kind of like, um, well, I've heard this great example. He's like the pilot of the airplane. And then the pituitary is like the co-pilot. And then the thyroid is, and the adrenal glands are like the engines. Okay, so they all work together. Like you can't fly an airplane without a pilot. And well, if you're on an airline, you, you also want a co-pilot. And you need engines to fly. So your body needs this too, okay? So anyway, when, um, okay, so when T3 and T4 levels are low in the blood, the pituitary gland releases more TSH to tell the thyroid gland to produce more thyroid hormones, okay? So T3 and T4 are the energy, okay? T3 is like, actually the thyroid hormone that gives energy. It's the most active. Okay. T4 actually trans, it turns into T3. So, I mean, see, this gets very complicated, but so if T3 and T4 are low in the blood, okay, we need more TSH to like pump out more thyroid hormone. If T3 and T4 are high, the pituitary gland releases less TSH to the thyroid gland to slow the production of these hormones. Okay. So, as you can see, right, this is um, actually complicated and not something that's easy to follow while you're out just taking a walk and exercising and listen to a podcast. So if you want more information about specific hormones and how it all works, definitely contact me and I'll point you in the right direction. But my whole point in telling you all of this 
is that TSH, right, is the is the one number that most doctors look at, but it doesn't tell us the whole story. We need to know what's happening with T3 and T4, okay? Because you might, like for me, for years, my TSH was fine, but my T3 and T4 were not doing the job, okay? So, um, and once I found a doctor that looked at my T4 and T3 and also reverse T3, it's kind of like a storage unit for your T3, um, I finally got some answers. So my T4, T3 were not in the healthy range. And that was why I was having so many symptoms. So I was hypothyroid, although my TSH did not necessarily show that. Okay. So if you want to go to the doctor to get tested for hypothyroid, here are the labs that you need to request or the ones that I would recommend that you ask for. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and put these in the show notes. I'll list them so that maybe you could just take that with you if you decide to go check with the doctor, okay? So here there, TSH, okay, they're going to check this anyway because all doctors will, but it's important. You still need to see what it's doing. So TSH, then you need to ask for free T4 and free T3, okay? It's super important to ask for free T4 and T3 instead of total, Okay, because T4 and T3 travel in your bloodstream. Some of them get attached to protein. Okay, these are called bound. We want to measure the unbound hormones. These are the free hormones floating in your blood. Okay, so it's important to ask for free T4 and free T3. Super critical. Also, you're going to want to ask for reverse T3. Okay, and then I think it's super important to go ahead and get your thyroid antibodies tested. Okay, if you're going to go get your thyroid tested, you might as well take it to these two more um, levels. Okay, so thyroid antibodies are going to show whether or not there's like inflammation or possible autoimmune, okay, or Hashimoto's. So first one is thyroid peroxidase, and it's shortened for TPO, capital TPO. Okay, and the thyroglobulin, thyroglobulin. And I'm going to put that, <laughs> did you hear me like slur that? Thyroglobulin. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to put these in the show notes so you can like see them and ask about it, okay? So these are important. These um, thyroid antibodies, the TPO and the thyroglobulin are important to get tested to see if you have Hashimoto's, okay? That's what I have. And just because I have Hashimoto's and a hypothyroid doesn't mean I think everybody does, but I'm seeing so many people that do have it and it's becoming more common, okay? So more and more people are being diagnosed with Hashimoto's, okay? And it's important to know that if you are somebody who is a people pleaser, like if you've always been somebody who just, you know, doesn't want to rock the boat, always wants to make people happy and like you and be the people pleaser, always helping others, maybe not always speaking up for yourself, just kind of sucking up things and keeping it to yourself, or maybe you're doing too much and not getting enough rest. If that's you and you have hypothyroid symptoms, it's likely that you could have Hashimoto's as well. Okay. And again, I know that's a pretty general statement, but it's becoming more apparent with all the people who are having Hashimoto's. Okay. I can't tell you how many people I work with that who have either just been diagnosed with Hashimoto's or have been um, years ago and are just now like learning more about it and taking care of it. Okay. So here's another thing. I would highly recommend that you get your labs done in the morning. Okay, because TSH levels are going to change. All these numbers are going to change throughout the day. But I think it's a great idea to get in the morning and fasting. 
Okay. So quick repeat of all of that. If you feel like you would like to know more about your own thyroid, ask your doctor for these labs. TSH, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, TPO, and thyroglobulin antibodies and ask for them to be done in the morning. Okay. What you can find out is if you are indeed having an imbalance somewhere with these hormones, you can find out if it's an actual thyroid issue or if it's coming from the hypothalamus or pituitary. Either way, there is treatment. What I do as a coach is help you understand your labs, help you with the lifestyle side of things. Okay. I can't give you medicine, but I can help you with what foods are best for your hypothyroid, what exercise, what stress and recovery tools to use. And I can help you understand the importance of your supplements and your medication and how to take them. Okay. So you can actually have an improvement in your lifestyle because that's what we want. You, you deserve to feel good. There's no reason to spend the rest of your life feeling miserable. When there's help out there, you're important enough to go ahead and get the help. Even if you're a people pleaser, please yourself too. Okay. I personally was able to manage my hypothyroid Hashimoto's with my diet for several years. Okay. I managed it with um, my diet, my recovery and exercise. And then finally, you know, my doctor said to me, she was like, I don't know why you won't just take thyroid medication. I think I was scared to, I don't know why. Um, she was like, you know, she was like, if you needed glasses, you would get glasses. And I'm like, well, yeah, she goes, it's the same thing with thyroid medicine. Just, we'll just give you a little bit. So I currently am still managing most of my symptoms with my nutrition and my stress management. And I do take a small dose of thyroid and it's been going wonderfully. Okay. So I hope that you found this helpful and not too confusing. Okay. If you do go to the doctor and discover a hypothyroid concern, please contact me to find out more about my coaching services and just see, you know, if you need help and if we're a good fit. Okay. I can act as a consultant and be more active with you than your doctor can be. The doctors just don't have time. They, they, you know, you go to the doctor and they give you all these recommendations and then you leave and they expect you in six months to come back and have it all done. Well, you know, in their defense, they just, they literally don't have time to help everybody. So that is where I come in. I've worked with clients to understand and put into action what their doctor recommends. And if you think you need that, please contact me via email or Instagram or Facebook, whatever you like to do. And we can just see, I mean, no harm, no foul, just see if we're a good fit. So thank you so much for being here again. I love hearing from you. I love getting messages from you. And I, I love hearing some of the success, success stories that I'm hearing from you all about, you know, losing weight and feeling better um, just from listening to the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for trusting me and being here every week. So I look forward to seeing you or talking with you all next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.